No, no, I think Breakthrough TV gives bad, bad, bad broadcasting a good name. You're listening to Con Air Radio. Stop whining. It's about to begin. back with another episode of Con Air Radio. Of course, we are your hosts. We've got Artab. That's me. And Haggard, Haggard himself. This is Jared. How is everybody doing? I'm a lot less stressed now that we actually got everything up and running. Yes, yeah, so a so, uh, little, little bit of difficulty starting off the podcast today. We're actually also streaming live to Twitch. Yay, Twitch! Yes. So if, uh, if you guys have Twitch, uh, you should also be seeing this in video form, or if you guys want to watch it live, make sure you do follow our tabs Twitch channel, which uh, is... Smash Tower, or uh, Twitch slash Smash Tower. Twitch mm-hmm. slash Smash Tower. All right, so uh, we got Smash a... Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're showing off uh, pictures from uh, Ace Comic Con. That's the Haggard Haggard. Yes. <laughs> uh, so we got, we got an old friend back with us in studio. Uh, of course, we have Mr. Andrew Long from Arizona Game Fair. How's it going, guys? It's going pretty good. How are you doing? We're doing good. Uh, it's been busy. The holidays are over, and we're diving straight into uh, uh, putting on a convention, which is a lot of work. Oh, that, that, uh, that's coming out coming up pretty soon. Yep, February 9th, 10th, and 11th at the Mesa Convention Center. It's a tabletop gaming convention, uh, scheduled gaming, and uh, we do a big open gaming uh, so it's a large room uh, with uh, a big library of games. So mm-hmm. we bring like 600 plus games, yeah. and I, I, I check them out. Yeah. I remember that from last year. I love I love the idea of actually having uh, little little flags. You know, where hey, look looking for people to to play, looking yep. for something yeah. to teach. I I love that idea. Yeah, uh, it's and it's stolen. It's not. It's not. It's not. Oh, yeah. We stole it, but it, yeah, it's it's just to facilitate that. Um, you know that uh, meeting of a lot of times when people game, they game with their friends or they game with, um, and so what we hope with the con is that it's a way to like maybe break out of that a little bit. And uh, but yeah, if you have a game you want to teach or uh, or that you need somebody to teach you to, mm-hmm. uh, you can find it. Uh, you know that's kind of our our hope. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean that that sounds pretty fun. So uh, what have you been doing since the last time we've uh, we've talked? What have I been doing? Uh, I, quit, I quit my job and am doing Spiel Pro. So I own a company called Spiel Pro, and we do um, board game parts or game parts. Um, so that's like checkers and uh, sand timers and spinners and meeples and all kinds of little bits. Okay. And so that's been going really well. We moved into a warehouse in Tempe, and uh, uh, just been growing that. Um, and then also working on Game Fair. So Game Fair is doubled in size. Um, last year we had the A building at uh, Mesa Convention Center, and this year we're going to uh, we're at the A and the B building. Uh, one of the buildings is close to the hotel there for those people who have been there. Um, so we're doubling in size. Uh, we added a theater so we can have panels and guests, uh, and we have uh, we moved the vendor room out of the open gaming area so we can make that bigger. Uh, we have so much more scheduled gaming. Last year, we added scheduled gaming towards the end of it, and it somewhat went okay, uh, because the original idea of Game Fair was that it was going to be a, uh, 
an open gaming convention, but a lot of the people in Arizona were like, we liked scheduled gaming. Mm-hmm. And so we added it kind of last minute. It didn't go off as well as we had hoped. Um, but this year we've revamped and we have digital uh, signups. We have 500 hours of scheduled gaming. Oh, wow. So we just went kind of overboard. So with our RPGs and our board games, uh, we just have a ton of stuff. Um, so yeah, a lot of just, you know, coordinating that. We have uh, a Catan tournament. It's a qualifier. Mm-hmm. So the way that this works is... Uh, actually, I've heard a lot of people talking about that recently. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's kind of a cool deal. The winner will actually get a free trip to Origins Game Fair. Oh, and wow. Yeah, so it's, it's like a kind of a, a good deal. Um, you, uh, the winner gets to compete, and Catan Studio, which owns... Uh, Catan and runs it, um, will uh, set them up with a hotel room and badges and food and I think they take them all out to dinner one night and, and this kind of stuff and then we help get them there so we we uh, f- you know fly them from Phoenix to uh, or you know to Origins um, and so yeah it's kind of a it's a it's a cool deal so there are these qualifiers going on all over the the country and and nice. uh, um, so yeah, some lucky person is well not lucky. There's there's some some, some skilled, there's some luck there's some luck to Catan and there's some <laughs> skill. You gotta you still gotta have some lucky dice rolls. But there's preliminaries on Fridays and Saturday. Friday and Saturday, the preliminary you have to play three games, mm-hmm. and then uh, the top scores out of both preliminary, the top sixteen go on to the semifinal, and then we have a final and and the winner, uh, you know, the winner gets to to win. Nice. So, it's always a benefit when you win. When you exactly. win, is to get the get that opportunity to win. Yeah, that is that is a good benefit. <laughs> uh, that's actually not bad. And we actually podcasted live from or podcasted from there last year. Yep. Yeah, and it would be kind of cool to see that again. Um, I'm definitely uh, I'm stoked. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so we have the, the like I said, we added the theater. Some of that was uh, we're bringing in some special guests, um, and some are coming in. We we. Uh, Paul Dean is a reviewer for a, uh, it's called Shut Up and Sit Down. It's a, uh, a well-known review kind of video uh, thing out of the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually lives in Canada, uh, and he was going to be in the area. He's, he's in the U.S. traveling, and so he's gonna, he said he'd never been to Arizona, and he was very excited to, to come. And so he's going to do a thing in the theater on Friday night um, for people. And uh, we have the Game Boy Geek, which is another reviewer. He's actually from Phoenix. He's going to be there doing his top 10 from our library. So he's nice. going to analyze our library and pick the top 10 games uh, out of that. Um, we have a live RPG going on. So it's called uh, Happy Time Dungeon Hour. And, <laughs> and so uh, it's uh, a, a couple of guys from uh, local uh, Full Metal RPG is a, a podcast uh, about RPGs and role-playing. Mm-hmm. Um, Brendan Carrion and Adam Sink from there are going to be there. And then Jim Miller from uh, Crit Hit, which is another uh, gaming, it's a gaming convention. It's a Kickstarter convention. In fact, oh, they just right, launched, right, right. Okay, they just launched today, I think. So they're, they're up and live. Uh, they happen in the summer. Um, uh, Jim runs that. He's going to be, he's, he's a great guy, funny guy. Um, and then we have uh, Holly McGentry, McGentry, I think it is. I always have a hard time pronouncing it, but she's going to be on there. And then we're going to pick somebody from the audience. And what they're going to do is they're going to go through a, a live RPG That's on Saturday cool. night for about an hour, and, and it's just going to be fun and, and that kind of stuff. Um, we've got some other reviewers uh, from um, Mark Street, which is on the Dice Tower. He's on the Dice Tower. He's from Colorado. He's coming in. And then Sean Ramirez is Dukes of Dice. 
So a lot of reviewers, uh, he's coming uh, from, he's in Albuquerque. Okay. And so we got, uh, and then all the locals. We have a ton of awesome locals. Um, Seth Jaffe from Tasty Minstrel Games, David Short, uh, who has done uh, several games for AEG, um, and uh, trying to think of the rest of them. There's, there's quite a few others. Uh, but we have a, on our website, we have a list of guests. Uh, so we kind of doubled down on the guest this year. And uh, I noticed that. That's actually, uh, you got a, get a lot of great people coming in. Yeah, you know, it's one of the things that we wanted to do with Game Fair was to bring the industry to Arizona. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's what Con somewhat should be doing. It's, right. it's so that you don't have to go to all these really expensive, you don't have to go to Gen Con. Well, you still got to kind of go to Gen Con. You can. You can still go to Gen Con. Um, but, you know, it's the idea of trying to bring the industry here. It's just going to take a bit because you have to get to a certain size before the interest industry is really all that interested in you because, you know, obviously they're there to... Uh, you know, to sell things and, and that yeah. kind of stuff. And, right. and so, uh, and you know, trying to, um, somebody once told me that people will not come to a convention to see a game designer. And I think that's not, not true. true, actually. Uh, I, think, I think that um, the, uh, um, that people are interested in meeting those people and talking to them and understanding a little bit more about what they do. Yeah, I mean, for, for some people, it could, it could even be, you know, just to, just being able to meet somebody like that, bounce ideas off of, they can start their own game. Yeah. yeah. Just just from meeting somebody who's done it. Sure. Or like the game designers like to bring their, their games to conventions. To so test like, them out and stuff right. like that. I, there's a convention in Dallas called the Board Game Geek Con in Dallas. And like Matt Leacock, who did Pandemic, he takes his prototypes and plays them. And you can just mm -hmm. walk up to him and play games with him. And so that's just really cool because... And here's a guy who's designed one of the, you know one of the top selling board games in in recent times, and and he's just a really nice guy that you can just sit and hang out with. And so, well, back in uh, the what was that? I think our first game on, um, yeah, we interviewed uh, Al Lowe. Okay. From uh, when he was working, he got his reputation and built some of his best games working for Sierra, I believe. Um, and uh, we interviewed him. And uh, he had some interesting stories of when he was, you know, designing and such. And then uh, at uh, MaricopaCon last year, mm -hmm. uh, I met up with a gentleman named Sean um, that uh, he and his partner, who also is named Sean. <laughs> the Sean's. Uh, the Sean's. Uh, they have a gaming company called, oh, this one might be hard. Uh, 12. One, two, three. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one, two things games. Yes. Um, and uh, those guys were really kind of cool, and I yeah. love their dice game. The fact that you could fit it into you know just this little tiny uh, container, you know, except for your pad if you want to. Yeah, it. they either have they have he's they're coming to uh, they they have a table at Game Fair. They, uh, oh, they're coming. Yeah, they. they oh, I think sweet. he has family here. Yeah, he does. And so it's he, not. It's, it's he, like it's, he's, he's in split. California. Yeah. He, well, no, he. Yeah, I, I, he's kind of split. He's uh, he's got family here, so he's partially here some of the sure. time. Um, he's also based out of Seattle, so he's partially there. And then I guess he's been doing some stuff in California, so he's got this little triangle that he's running. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, that's you know that's I think that's the um, the appeal um, that we've always had, and maybe even to go f for some deeper national um, or international people who who might give, uh, like I said, come to Arizona. 
you know, you can spend your, your whatever. I mean, our, our cheapest price when you, when we first start off is like 35 bucks. I mean, you can spend your 35 bucks and meet somebody who's, who's cool. We also have, uh, Edward, I forgot to mention Edward and Amanda from heavy cardboard. They do a podcast and video. They're doing just amazing stuff, but it's, it's more on the, the heavier games, mm-hmm. the heavier, uh, tabletop board. games, board games, and then war, some war game stuff. Um, but they go do deep dives and are, are uh, really, you know, just great. And, you know, um, I think the media people appeal to people a little bit more. Like some of your game designers, you wouldn't know if you were standing next to them. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but some of the media people that you see on the cameras and stuff, you, you tend to, to know who they are and see their faces and that kind of. Yeah, yeah. I I can just see that you're you're standing looking over looking over a game and you're just trash talking it and here's the yeah the designer the game yeah. designer they're like yeah. oh yeah yeah that's my game by the way so uh, well there were some pretty big games though that were invested I mean I between Yorkon and Maricopacon I really got a big view of all these different types of games that you know me I was a very uh, if I'm looking at tabletop, I'm looking at Monopoly or Sword. Sure. Yeah, you know, and then I'm finding out all these other games that are out there that are quite more elaborate. And and uh, one actually was on an octagon table, which I swear was a God. It had to be like eight feet across, but the game took up a great almost every available inch of the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Table. There's some games that like Gloom, Gloomhaven's a new one out. It just hit uh, number one. Board Game Geek has a, a, a you know a top listing, and it just went to number one I think recently. And and uh, it has just a huge amount of components, and um, so there there's this market that has opened up for these like hundred dollar plus games uh, that. Uh, you know, have a really big footprint, but they give you, they, they call it flavor or theme, you know, something that, that's immersive, mm-hmm. that kind of takes you out of, you know, you if you go game, you want to kind of, it's it's all entertainment. It's somewhat escapism, somewhat, you know, it's it's, uh, it's that kind of thing. So. It's just that interesting to see uh, all the different types and all the different styles. I mean, for example, yeah, as I said, you got that one that was just so huge. Yep. This is not one that you're just going to turn around and go, hey, let's pull this out and play. And it's just like it's going to take us an hour to pull it out and get it set up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Or, like, as I was talking with the guy, Sean's, uh, I'm going to come up with a, a team <laughs> the Sean's, the, sh- the Sean's. The uh, Sean's. Uh, and uh, it, it's a game that you can carry in your pocket. It's just a tin. Yep. Boom. Take it out, and here's your dice. Take out your components, and you're ready to roll. And then you have the Euro- like I said, the, I like to play the European. They call them Euros, uh, but they tend to be uh, less thematic and more. It's more about uh, having the optimal turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not really. It's it's a it's a really somewhat of a competition to where you're trying to compete against the people that you're at the table with, but you're you're doing things. Mm-hmm. They're doing things, and at the end, whoever did them the best mm-hmm. tends to have the most points and, and wins. Um, I, not that I don't like other games. I, I um, it's just those are the games that resonate with me that I enjoy. Um, it's one of the things when I started doing Arizona Game Fair that I realized was when you say tabletop gamer and you say gamer, there are so many different kinds. Yeah, and I know a bunch of different that would not necessarily like they kind of have some common language and they kind of understand each other, but they're they're in different kind of kind of spaces. 
that's going back to the open gaming and the scheduled gaming. It's it's um, there are people who just don't like scheduled gaming. They just want to come and play. They just play open. They bring their yeah. games or they check out from the library and they'll play whatever. And then there are those people who want to like I'm going to uh, uh, you know have my schedule. I want to schedule my entire time from you know Friday to right. Sunday, and I'm gonna. That's what they do ahead of the convention. Mm-hmm. I think you see this at uh, comic. Uh, comic, we're gonna call it Comic Fest. Co- yeah, comic, Phoenix, Phoenix Comic Phoenix Fest. Comic Fest. Um, which we we still we still need to talk about that. <laughs> um, I, I've reached out and uh, still have not gotten a response, but we I'll keep going. I I, I want them on the air yeah. so we can play with, you know, so we can find out what's going on. <laughs> now there is a thing going on with them with gaming where um, the uh, the gaming is moving from the Hyatt into the uh, into the convention center. Yeah, I heard yeah. and so that's been that. a uh, a big. Uh, kind of contentious I, thing because people... I know a lot of people who are angry at that. Yeah, and it's... I liked it's, it at Diet, to be honest. Um, I mean, I didn't participate, but I really did um, like it at Diet. Right, and I think it becomes that that you go to a convention, especially the gaming at the Hyatt, is, is one of those things that you are, um, you know, year after year, you just kind of expect it to be there. And then when yeah. it changes, it's a little bit like a... It's like ripping uh, off. Like a rug pull. Yeah. You know, you're like, you're not sure... I think a lot of people are like, oh, I still kind of want to go, but I'm not sure what it's going to be like. And well, I mean, it just just the big fact that there's so many changes in one year. Sure. I think I think that's what's what's and somebody bringing a lot a, of people. Yeah, and somebody bringing a gun to your convention and trying to kill yeah. somebody will will tend to do some of that stuff. I think. I mean. Yeah. Um, but I don't. You know, I, I don't know. I, I I think what I heard was the gaming was moved in there because of the. Um, the, the try to put the um, behind some of the security that mm-hmm. Comic Con provides. Uh, yeah, because well, there's never been any real big security around the Hyatt for no. anything like that. Well, it's a public space. Any like you could probably mm-hmm. still go in there and game. I don't like. Yeah, it's still like, going like, to be who, there. Who, who's going to stop? Who's going to stop you? Because it it generally is. You know, I think that's how gaming grew into Phoenix. Uh, you know, uh, Comic Con was the. Um, the, the space was there and they were filling the hotel and they had the space and so it was kind of a mm-hmm. uh, a, uh, a natural for what what's going in there but yeah it's 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 interesting to hear people talk about yeah the changes and some of it's just I mean, not knowing I mean I'm, I'm still don't get me wrong I'm still looking forward to it I know I'm gonna have fun when I go I'm just you know I, I'm, I'm interested in hearing what a lot of other people are, are, are saying about it because I want to see okay What's your reasoning behind this, and what are you going to do different? Sure. Yeah. And and I I feel that Square Egg Entertainment, who who for those of you that are listening that don't know, Square Egg Entertainment are the it's the company that puts on uh, Phoenix Comic Fest, uh, used to be Phoenix Comic Con. Um, and Fan Fest. And Fan Fest. And there's one in and now Minnesota. Minnesota has a fan. Yeah. And I think there's another one that's out of California that they're also yeah. doing. I think so. And I I think that personally, and unbiasedly, I will say that this company has put forward the best foot that they can with the hand that they've been dealt. Sure. And I'm excited. I know a lot of other people are excited, and I know a lot of people who aren't excited to go this year. We're gonna see what happens. I'm going. Yeah. Well, they seem to have brought. They have a, seems to have a good lineup of. They've of, got a very good oh, lineup. Yeah. lineup of guests. Huge and, lineup. Um, and from what I've heard, they still they're they've been reaching out to the gaming 
community and are looking to still do gaming. It's just like I said, it's gonna it's, it's gonna, gonna be different. Yeah, it's gonna be different. It's gonna be different. Um, they're gonna have to deal with some stuff of like uh, people taking game bags through security is gonna be you know you're gonna have to deal with some of that stuff. Well, we were talking kind of like what we were, what the, uh, one of the few things that I saw at ACE that I really did like is they had a larger separation of the individuals. I mean, there was an actual gate for VIP people to go in that mm -hmm. wanted about the best, about the VIP passes, the general admission. And, and I'm hoping to mention this to uh, Phoenix is that uh, I would like to see a, a, an entrance for uh, event guests. Uh, media guests, uh, uh, vendors, and stuff like that to separate a little there to make it a lot smoother. Do you um, think that's just because Phoenix has got so much traffic that it was easier for Ace because they, I mean, I, how many people do you think went to Ace? Oh, I think they were shooting for what, 20,000? Is that what we were they, talking about? They were shooting for 20,000 from the looks of it. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if they hit it. Oh, we don't know what Friday looked like. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah we, we were only no, Saturday, well, no, yeah, Saturday, we were only there on Sunday. And they didn't release, they're obviously not going to release any numbers this not first year. Normally, yeah. um, unless I, it was amazing. I, I am going to try to get an email out to Ryan and see right. if, uh, see if he can give us some inclination of what the numbers were. Um, but pretty much our, our point of contact that actually uh, we emailed back and forth about getting in for media. So we're gonna we're gonna reach out and see what Ace Comic Con did, but I, I personally I don't think they hit their goal. At least at least in my opinion, from from what I saw, and if the other two days were the same, maybe yeah maybe twenty thousand. I was actually surprised on how many people I saw down in the photo op area. To paying mm -hmm. that kind of money that they wanted for the for the photo ops, because they were like four or five hundred dollars, weren't they? They were they. Well, they weren't the lower ones, but if you wanted a picture with you know, with Stan Lee, with Stan Lee or, or Chris or or Tom, you know, you're looking at several hundreds of dollars. Sure. Uh, there was one. I think it was all three. I think it was Tom, uh, Chris, and Stan Lee, and I think it was eight hundred bucks. Right. Mm -hmm. For a picture. Now I and, and it's believe not a picture, me, it's a memory. I'm a big fan of that. I have a lot of those memories sure, yeah. on my wall. Yeah, yeah. and I'm a big, pr I'm super huge, proud of those photos. But eight hundred dollars—that's more than my mortgage. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. For a picture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I I personally would never pay that much. I mean, I'm I, I'm sometimes uncomfortable paying fifty dollars. Okay, if if I'm gonna pay that is. kind of lineup for for that kind of money for a photograph, I want, uh, let's see, Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> um, Nathan Fillion. I thought he was going a whole different direction. I've already got that. Nathan Fillion. <laughs> I've already got a picture with him. I thought he was going a whole different direction. I know. No, uh, I'm thinking. Uh, Abraham Lincoln, maybe George Washington. Alexander uh, Hamilton. No, I wanted Graham Bell. Alexander Graham oh, Bell. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. You know, those those three, you know, real powerhouses. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> right. You know, if I'm gonna pay that kind of money. And we're gonna we're gonna have to talk time travel. <laughs> Serious. But I, I don't get the impression that I mean you people still believe in comic. Fest and Phoenix Comic Fest. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't yeah. think they've abandoned it yet. I, no, 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 I don't no. think so, at, at least not yet. Yeah. Um, the, the closer it gets, I have a feel there is going to be a big drop-off just because of the their, their ticketed tier system that they have right now. Sure. But 
I, I, I just don't know. That's the thing. Like, have you like, bought? Well, you guys, you tend to do media, or is we, it? Yeah, going to media. Yeah, but I, I, I have several friends who are just regular, regular yeah. con goers, and they always buy early. And this year, they're like, yeah, we kind of have to buy early because if we wait till later, it's, it's going to be not just, you know, not just this amount, but a jump. Right. Because usually, like, they used to go up, you know, five dollars every couple of weeks up until that time. And now it's literally, they have a specific amount of tier one passes, a specific amount of tier two. Once they finish tier one, they have to go to tier two. So there's even a big possibility to where we can get up to a week before Comic-Con and the tier one passes haven't sold out yet. Right. There's always that possibility. Sure. And if but that's- But you're gambling. But you're gambling. And if that's the case, I think that in and of itself just shows how much of a drop off there's going to be in the actual convention itself. From us. Yeah. My big fear, and, and it's more for me and us, is um, getting the approval for the, the actual media passes is actually usually pretty late. So, um, and it's been. Oh, so that if you don't get them, then you'll so have to. So if you don't get them, I'm, you know, if we wanted to go, it's it's like I, I'm either going to have to pay this amount, and I don't even get the option of paying the early pass. Right. You know, I, I have to pay the big pass to, to get in. Yeah. And I got vendor. So I do, um, I bought a booth already. Right. Which is about $900. I mean, the, uh, the booths are not cheap, uh, but that comes with the badge. So I, I don't, I have not even been paying attention to the, uh, to the badging uh, type type thing, but you you have to pay like right after right after Comic Con last year. Mm -hmm. You get a discount if you pay like right then. Yeah. And if you don't pay, you basically lose your spot in line, and right. and you can uh, you, you uh, so it's you know it's just so one for of those, you, one of those common things. So for you, your table that you bought is not for the gaming fair, but for your component your your business. Yeah, it's for the um, okay. uh, so Spiel Pro is a uh, um, game part. Correct. Uh, thing and so yeah we did we did we sold um, dice and game parts and I did really well it was the first time I'd done Comic Con well, I had always my been big on fear though is is for example you know if we wanted to step into this we don't sell anything right 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 so if for us to do it it's like here's nine hundred dollars give me a match because sure I'm burning up nine hundred dollars right and yes it's it's a great opportunity to get our our banner out there someone can see us and stuff like that and that'd be awesome. So that's why I was. But you kind can fill into the artist. The artist tables are cheaper. Are, they are cheaper. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's This still, is like it's a. This is still, the the booth booths. Right, but yeah, it, yeah. it's still the same thing. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You know, it's it's like I don't sell any components or I don't sell any parts. Or, so you're, yeah, you're not making. It so I'm not making it. So I have to justify it. And yeah, I mean, I had a break even point as as you know, I, I have to make you know a certain amount by what well, I you know I did, and that's why I'm back. So I mean, it, it did, I did really well. So uh, although I guess I could have done this is my first year, so I didn't have anything to base it off of. But people who were around me were like, um, you know, this this year was not as good because of the problems with uh, security. Yeah. And then the gamers weren't wanting to come in. A lot of the gamers don't even come into the convention, to be honest. It's one of the one of the issues is that um, you could game in the Hyatt and not buy a badge. I mean, right. It's, yeah. It's, it's a well-known secret of. It, it, I think it's, a lot it's, of people, it's the worst kept, kept yeah, secret yeah, at Comic-Con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's one of those deals to where, um, uh, you know, it's, it's just thinking about how that, that impacts stuff. Right now. Well, I'm hoping that this year that uh, if, if things go well in my mind, which they never do, 
Um, uh, this is your mind. We my are talking mind. about it. Yeah. <laughs> Never things go more well in my mind. But uh, if, if it did, uh, we have our friends at uh, Star Worldwide Networks. Okay. Um, and for the last couple of years, minus last year, um, uh, they, uh, they've had a booth there. And see, before we were just friends of theirs. Now we're physically on the network. We are affiliates. Oh, cool. So we are affiliates. So I'm hoping, hoping, that we would be able to uh, maybe tag team with them this year. And maybe I should call it and talk to them about him. Anyway, uh, <laughs> before that would, that would be a good idea. Uh, but uh, tag team uh, with them and basically uh, base ourselves out of the um, Star Worldwide Network booth. Sure. Um, because we're on the network and it would help them with actual manpower in the booth. And, and of course, we are the only show on the entire station that actually talks about conventions. Comic-Cons. Right. Comic-Cons. Yeah. Now, last year, and now over the years, they've actually did do some broadcasting yeah. from, from the con, but it was different, you know, um, uh, home improvement show that was doing a con- uh, at the convention center or uh, one of the talk shows were just doing it from there. But this would give us an opportunity to be a con show at the con talking the con. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping that we can work something out and either hire, have ourselves attached to theirs or maybe our table alongside theirs um, in some fashion. So that's my goal. But it's, it, it also sounds like Ace was not a, oh, now I have an alternative to Phoenix. No, it's not, no, even gonna be, it's not a challenge. Totally a, 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 Ace wasn't even an alternative to FanFest, okay. which in and of itself, I mean, literally they had... Uh, so at the Gila River Arena, pretty much it's it's the Coyotes ice skating rink. Right. You had the ice skating rink. Two thirds of it was dedicated to vendor space. It was the vendor hall. The other third was their panel room, only divided by black drapes. Right. So you could literally stand at two, three points in the vendor hall, see everything you needed to see, walk around the first floor concourse, walk around the second concourse, and be done in 45 minutes. With with FanFest, even when it was at that arena, there was still a lot more to do. They had panel rooms that were off from the rink. There, there was only one other panel room. I they, they, no, 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 at Fan at, 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 at Ace. Yeah, at Ace. One, at FanFest, there, there were a multiple. couple. Right. Yeah. So now, on the same note, we're not downing Ace. No. Um, every every new con probably has to have some measurement of of uh, room for expanding, room for for change. Um, they, as far as I know, Wizardry, who they were attached to before, um, uh, had never come to Phoenix, so they don't know what the market's like. Well, and you have a strong uh, comic convention already here, and I would imagine that. Um, they are very protective of the Phoenix Convention Center. Yeah. I'm sure they have it in their contract that no other comic convention can. But, well, but they're, they're, right? they're, yeah. where honestly, else are you going to hold a? They they could they could have done it at Mesa at the Mesa Convention Center. And, True. And and then just grown it and grown from there. I mean, it, I I feel that if they did it at the Mesa Convention Center, it still could have been bigger, and feel a little bit more worth the price of admission, even if you aren't getting the photo the the photo and the vip stuff 
Now, there's another con uh, convention that, that uh, comes here which is not as uh, mainstream as, as the convention industry, um, but uh, we used to do Firefly and we went to one over in Burbank that was creative entertainment um, and they do like show-based, you know, this is uh, supernatural. This is right. Team Wolf. This is where they lock them down for contracts and then yeah, them. correct. And yeah. they've come to Phoenix with the supernatural people, and they've never been hit. They've been based out of here out of Glendale somewhere, but I don't think it was ever the arenas or the you know they think they did the hotel theme. Greg with uh, 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 Sabo, uh, yeah, uh, Sabo uh, Monkey Paw Entertainment. Monkey Paw Entertainment. Uh, he prefers to use hotels and mm -hmm. keeps it more comfortable. Right. And, and so he doesn't want to go that route. Uh, I just think Ace needs to find their place. It's great that they pull in this huge names, mm -hmm. but if you're going to pull in these huge names, you got to keep these prices lower if you want to get the numbers in there Yeah. to really make it worthwhile. I mean, well, or in a business sense, maybe it's your average order. So they have this thing called average order value, and so yeah. maybe it's just getting more from smaller people. Like well, not a smaller number of people, but you get more per person. And for the and sense, for yeah. the person that's been in the fast food industry, that's why you upsize. Oh yeah, and, well that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. You bring them in under for yeah. a lower amount, and yeah, you turn someone. around going, "Hey, tell you what, since you're here, why don't I you don't, buy this? Why don't you do this? Sure. Or why don't you get yeah. in this?" Uh, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and take a quick break because I can tell we, we can go off on, on this ace yeah, tangent for a little bit. Uh, so let's go ahead and take a quick break. We're gonna uh, we're gonna go ahead and play our commercials, and we'll be right back. We're gonna talk a little bit a little bit more about Ace Comic Con and uh, see what else is there. And for our Twitch people, we're just gonna keep it rolling. So if we disappear for a few minutes, you know uh, you don't see us, we'll, we'll be back. Yeah. All right. So we will be right back. Clever Art Studios has 15 years of experience with clients like NASA the Arizona State Museum, Discovery Channel, Science Channel, and the National Geographic Television. She has skills in animation and illustration. You can find her at Facebook and LinkedIn. And she has her own website, www.cleverartstudio.com. Hey everybody, Ed Vanderly here, the host of 1980-something. Do you love the 80s? Did you live through the 80s? Do you miss the 80s? Every week we celebrate the decade of decadence right here on Star Worldwide Network with 1980-something. We take you back in time. We talk about music, movies, TV, fashion, the games, whatever comes to mind. So join me here each week on 1980-something on Star Worldwide Networks. That's the fact, Jack! That's the fact, Jack! You're listening to Star Worldwide Networks, where you can host your own radio show. If you're looking for a way to get out your message, welcome to the future. Dave Pratt's Star Worldwide Networks offers you the opportunity to use our state-of-the-art studio to create your very own radio show. Our experienced and helpful production staff will help you every step of the way. Our free mobile app allows your listeners to take your show with them and play it live or on demand. Even if you're not in Arizona, we've got you covered with Skype technology so you can broadcast from anywhere in the world. 
Whether you're in it to grow your business, make a statement, deliver a message, or just have fun hosting your own show, Star Worldwide Networks can make it happen. Star Worldwide Networks, where you are the star. For more information, just visit us at StarWorldWideNetworks.com. All right, we are back and uh, ready for part two of this 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 chit chat about Ace Comic Con with Andrew Long. Yay! How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> so once again, though, I want I just want everyone to understand that these are our observations. We're not downing Ace. Uh, and you know, because we like to, we, we, yes. we did enjoy ourselves there, uh, and I'd love to go back another time. Hopefully, if they make some changes to make it mm-hmm. a little bit more user friendly. But they haven't announced that they're like we're definitely coming. No, back. not yet. No, 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 that kind of like, hey, I know we're. But at the same time, they've run both. This is they've run both the conventions that they were scheduled to run this year. So oh, I it was just New York and yeah, New, just, yeah, Long just Island New York and here. Phoenix. Okay. That was it. So I would presume that we would hear something in relatively soon mm-hmm. if they're going to do it again. Yeah. No. I mean, I. I mean, just just like you, Artav, I I enjoyed it. I think, yes, there were some flaws, but everything has flaws the first go around. Yeah. And I think that with time, yes, it can improve. It can be better. And I just I just hope they actually listen to the criticisms right. of the people who actually attended. And I mean, I'm not saying we're 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 not trying to compare it to Phoenix Comic Con. But these well, that's are our too. That's what yeah. we see. Now we've been to a lot of different cons, big and small. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know what what runs, what smoothly, and what and goes well. And to be honest, I'd love to say, all right, keep the guys that you've got coming in. You know, the stars, because mm-hmm. that's what's going to draw a lot of people. Lower the prices, makes more people come. Sure. Okay. Uh, maybe try a different venue that is. Uh, I don't know. A little bit more accessible. Yeah, you know, because there were hit and miss things there. Because I, I know, I know one of the big things with uh, with my group of friends, they did not want to go to Ace Comic Con because it was out by the spaceship football stadium in the right. middle of nowhere. Well, we get that with Game Fair though too, um, yeah. where people are like, so we tried very hard to get a central location, and at our size, it was hard because, especially at the time of year that we're at. So mm-hmm. there's a lot that goes into deciding. Your location, yeah. and some of it, some of it is is like early. We're earlier in the year, and the hotels are going to sell out anyways because right. it's nice in Arizona. People are coming in for various things, and so uh, you really don't have any leverage with the uh, with the hotels, uh, which is what you're looking for when you're. So a lot of the hotels are the ones that are you know down. Phoenix mm-hmm. Convention is just not really super viable for smaller. Um, stuff. Uh, so that's why we're at, that's why we're at the Mesa. Yeah. But I have heard people saying like, well, I don't want to come to Mesa because it's way out there. And but I've made you know all I can say is I've made every effort yeah. to try to do something central. And it, it's for all the other logistical reasons that we have. Uh, you know, Mesa has worked out, um, and it worked out again. You know, for this year. Um, and uh, you know we'll see where it goes from there. But you know once you get to an ace size, you can kind of. But they may have been. They may that may not have been their first place that they wanted to yeah. go. Yeah, no, and, and, that, and that's to, the reason why I'm trying to be very open-minded on it. Because as I said, even FanFest didn't start at the convention center. It started out at the uh, uh, arena. Right. 
So, uh, and my wife and I went to it, and we had a lot of the same comments uh, that, okay, it was, it's weird, it's, you know, two panel rooms and big open area, but even at... But it's uh, the same model as, kind of, as Ace, isn't it? It, it was, but it was at the football stadium. Right. So, yeah. and, and the football stadium is much larger, technically, even the, the area for the vendors is much larger than what they had to do on the ice rink. Sure. So, um, but are other Comic Cons across the country going to this kind of model to where it's just in a big stadium and you just kind of, where is this coming from? I mean, it's like I, I think it's it's the the accessibility of being able to do something like that because there's not going to be something in an arena every weekend. Correct. Right. There's so, not, so you have this big so, space that nobody's using. Yeah, that nobody's using. So they find the availability for it, and I think it's also. You know, a, a lot of the times, yes, these arenas can be centrally located. It can be connected to hotels. There can be a district around the area where you've got food, you've got shopping, you've got places where people can hang out and enjoy themselves, even though they might not be coming to the con. Sure. But I, I mean, personally, I don't like the setup for it. I it it. it it's number one it's confusing because like you said earlier we were going around in a circle and it's like oh we've already been here let's go ahead and go up to the other one some arenas can be small i mean sure gila river is not really that that massive of an arena if they had it at you know the uh the uh i don't know what they call it now but we we used to call it the america west arena Oh, yeah. I, yeah uh, U.S. Airways or whatever Talking it is now. Stick. Talking Stick Arena, whatever yeah. it's called. Um, that would it's, have been a good place. It's a little, it, it, is a, it is a little bit bigger because it's meant for a lot a, a lot of different things to come in, a lot of different venues, a lot of different uh, uh, acts. You know, the, you had the circus there. You had, um, you know, Disney does their, their ice shows there. You have concerts that are just huge and massive there wrestling arena you know the wwe comes in there and they take over the whole thing and it's still it's huge you know i would almost wonder if and, and they probably couldn't do it this way and it maybe baseball still going on i don't know but what about the baseball stadium mm -hmm. i mean that would have been one flat huge huge venue sure yeah. yeah. But do you think did, did Glendale have anything to do with this? Maybe they were giving them, you know, like and, and that could giving be it too. money there's, to where there's, there's a lot of stuff we're just taking shots. Right. You know, right. We're taking shots in the dark. You know, like why? Bass Pro Shop is here because the city gave them, you know, you know, a, a ton of money or, or gave them tax breaks so that they would come in. I mean, maybe Glendale wants that kind of yearly. Well, that's, event it's that another source in, of income. Sure, or, brings in fifty thousand some people. And, but uh, so that there are some factors there that we just don't know about. We don't know, you know, maybe they were like, man, we made 15 calls to, you know, all these different venues and we couldn't get the weekends we wanted and this was the only time we yeah. could get. <laughs> um, you know, maybe next time they're not planning on doing that. Maybe they're going to do something different next time. I mean, well, maybe their model is to switch cities and not. But maybe. I don't, I don't know. I've always thought you grow like conventions grow year after year. It's not like if I mean, you're doing it right, they grow. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you're doing <laughs> it right. If you're, I mean, if you're listening, right. if you're listening to people and you're, I mean, we're we're somewhat at this point we're double uh, badge sales as we were last year at this mm -hmm. time. So that's so awesome. So that's that's a good thing. Now that um, I think over time that that percentage 
drops obviously because you're not you're not growing as you know we right. I think we it depends I mean Phoenix Comic Con uh, I think virtually in its very early stages started at the Mesa and, yeah, yeah. and then it was like okay we got 300 people we were happy we got a thousand we were happy right 10,000 and then all of a sudden when I started going uh, they were actually just going into Phoenix so it was like yeah if we had 30,000 we're happy mm -hmm. but it, then it started going 20,000 more, yeah. 30,000 more, and it just started growing, you know, extremely quickly. Sure. Um, and then um, I had chatted to um, uh, the owner, um, and he basically stated that his goal was not to go over 100,000. So he actually wanted to put a cap on it. Right. Which didn't work out very well for him because yeah. he did 130,000 like that next year after he told me that. <laughs> so, you know, uh, now... If it's controllable and it's and everyone's still happy, then keep going. Right. Yeah. Do it. So. Well, that's where you you know you, you get to that point where some of that growth adds strain because things don't go off as well as they. Well, you you they get do. limitations. Right. I mean, the Phoenix uh, Convention Center is a hard place to do security. There's just so many different ways to get into the place. Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, I was very happy at Ace um, about that one thing is they physically had. The scanners that you walked through, sure. not just someone there waving, waving, not someone just checking your bag. They did the checking the bag. They had the wave, and then they had the things you had to walk but, through. But then again, they have those things at their at their disposal because it is a sports arena. Correct. Right now, if Comic Con could do do some Phoenix Comic Fest <laughs> can do something like that. Comic Fest, just Comic Fest. Comic Fest. Yeah, it's Fecom, 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 PCF, yeah, PCF, Phoenix Cluster F, what? Yeah, yeah, if they could arrange something where they can get people through the doors quicker, I think all the stress and strain that people thought they had last year will totally disappear. Sure, and they were dealing with a couple other things while they're doing this too, because they were they were switching to paid staff, which has caused a lot of. It was a reduction of, of staff. Yeah, yeah, because I, they had to change because of the some of the lawsuits. They lost twelve hundred people. Yeah, <laughs> by getting by so, cutting yeah. out those volunteers. Yeah. So uh, you know, having to start it's paying a rebuilding people. year. It's like, which I mean, but did it hurt their numbers? I don't. I don't think it did. I actually, I I didn't actually look. I have not seen I, numbers I for. And you know, at one time they used to keep them. Um, I think in Wiki. Yes. Uh, had but a, I didn't think yeah. they had the. I don't know. I don't know. I, have, I haven't seen anything about it. But I'm, I, yeah, I, I think it definitely, it, I don't think it hurt their numbers at all. It didn't seem to me. You know, I mean, <clears throat> we were still shoulder to shoulder right. going through different hallways. So, yeah, no, especially on Saturday. Ugh. But Saturday's always the busiest day. Well, yeah. What. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Phoenix Comic Con Wiki. I don't think it has the new. I, I looked at that not too long ago. I haven't looked yet in a while. Yeah, but I don't think it does say it does say it was been switched to Comic Fest. So, yeah. So. Because I was kind of interested as as uh, you know obviously somebody who's now has a booth there. Yeah, ten more. Two thousand sixteen is the last I see here. I think it'll the, I think the gaming inside will, be, will work out to probably be better. Well, and and, uh, here, and here's the thing too. Where are they going to put it? Yeah. Third floor. But that's that's still that that's a lot of a lot of space that's already used. Right, but they didn't use the entire floor. 
there was a lot of third floor that they didn't maybe use, so yeah I can see them easily putting it up there or they can use the uh, the other set of halls uh, I mean it's not like we I've didn't heard the West um, so the person who was run who ran gaming Mm -hmm. uh, last year wrote a, a thing about how because they they decided uh, not to pursue a contract that, that yeah mutually or, what, or however it, it went um, but I think they were talking about putting it up so there and then they, I think they were working towards um, is it the west the west building that has there's a bunch of rooms yeah yeah the, yeah where where they had like the um, which is an area I've never gone to because I it's like the little stuff that I yeah, like, the, like that. To. That's that's where they put like the uh, the arcades, like the big the big arcades, yeah. and like the little and they had, like, a kid, room. They had like a yeah kids thing down. Yeah, uh, I think it, they were talking that. Um, but Which, yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I think it's good for um, introducing gaming to the Hyatt. Is was was a little hard because I think a lot of people who went to Comic Con never even knew there was gaming at the Hyatt. That's true. Never even well, the gaming oh, well, because it, you, you never you would never go to that. Like I'm bringing my, I'm bringing you know I'm coming, and I'm gonna go to Comic Con. I'm gonna walk through in there. I'm never gonna get to the gaming. Mm -hmm. um, it would have to have been your very first time though, because it's always been the gaming's always pretty much been there at the Hyatt, and they've also had the other rooms that they were always being used for the evening events. Yeah, but if I never get over there, like if I come and walk the vendor hall and go, I mean, yeah, like, or if I walk around in the main building, I'm never going to get to see the. Yeah, there's uh, no directional. There's no directionals to it unless you're actually reading the. Up now, on I know the, it's on in the, the it's in the booklet. Right. I mean, they always put the gaming schedule in the booklet. So I mean, yeah. it's somewhat if you're paying attention. But something I've learned by running a convention, <laughs> people don't pay attention. People do not pay attention. <laughs> You'll send them exactly what they need to do, and they they're yeah. like. It's like, hey, you need you need to be in room forty six B at six o'clock. Yeah. What room am I supposed what, what to be in? in? What time am I? What time am I on? Wait, well, how, how do I get the? We were having a flea market this year, mm -hmm. so you pay ten dollars and you can uh, bring your games and sell them on Saturday. And, That'd be interesting. Uh, some yeah, some people were like they had already bought their badges. Like, where, where do I get the the flea market table? And I'm like, well, it was when you registered. It's you. They had a thing where you could buy. We have T-shirts two this year, so you can pre-order t-shirts, we're going to get them made up and then deliver them there. So these are just add-ons that we had, and it's like, I don't know how to make it any clearer, but that's where the, <laughs> yeah. that's where that stuff is, but, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing. But, you know, everybody's different. Right. Um, some things work well, and I think that's Comic-Con, I think. It's a different experience for it is. totally different people. Like, your experience is probably way different than mine has ever mm -hmm. been, and that's what makes it, I think, somewhat a cool show, right? Yeah, because there are some of my friends do have never gone into Comic Con. They will game at the Hyatt all weekend. weekend, right? Never go into the Comic Con, which I don't understand because I, even when I wasn't there, I kind of wanted to go in and see the vendor hall and see this spectacle, mm -hmm. even if I just walked around and came out. Well, but a lot of them the don't even, yeah, they don't even cool. see, they don't see the benefit of. But, which, which for some people, that's all the experience right. that they need. Yeah. You know? Oh, I, I still have people going, why am I going to waste my time doing that? And I says, don't you like media? Don't you like, you know, TV? Don't you like movies? Don't you like games? And he goes, yeah, but I don't do, you know, I don't do that or I don't do this. I'm like, why should I spend money? I'm just like, because it's cool? Because sure. it's exciting? But there are people who don't ever do the celebrity things, right? Yeah. Just, so it's it's a mix of, I mean, I think that's, the, that's, that's 
their model is just a mix of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then you the kind standard of, Comic-Con is pretty much that. You have, yeah. you make your, you make your fun after that. Make, like, make, make your own, like, it's, it's like the choose your own adventure Yeah, yeah. Books. we've, we've, we've kind of, we've laid the canvas, but, you know, you gotta, you gotta go in there and figure it out, but, you know, it's... But they leave so many things open, too, and it's kind of bothered me in some cases, because I go want to go do some panels, and I'm like, Okay, you scratch that one off because it competes with this one. Yeah. Scratch that one off because it competes. <sighs> we had that thing with where we're doing our schedule and we think about, like, um, is it too dense where people don't have time to, like, go do other things? Or mm-hmm. what's, you know, trying to really think about what's at this time's thing that, like, but, you know, it's one of those... You, it's like, like there's going to be a lot of people going to this thing and there's going to be nobody going to this that thing. thing. So. Are you competing with yourself or do you just yeah. do it and let it happen and then kind of take an inventory of what went well and then, you know, it, it's hard when you start. Like that's one of the problems with the, uh, well, not problems. It's one of the things that we've realized as we started scheduling. When you start scheduling a lot of one hours of like, gaming. Right. You, you have to think about, you know, like, our, Paul Dean is coming in on Friday to do a thing at, um, I think it's 6 p.m., but do we, you know, kind of put the kibosh on some of the board games so that those, because we're just stealing from early, uh, it's like, yeah. you, but you can over, you can easily overthink it. But the thing with the board games a lot of time is, is that, that you can board game at any time. You know, Dean's only going to be talking for an hour sure. this time of day or this time of day or that day. Right. So I, I always look at it like that. You can game anytime as long as the people are there to game. Right. Um, but, you know, this one guy, he may be just that special that you just don't want to miss that conversation and you're just like, oh, yeah. I well, mean, or there's a lot of people who are like, I don't even know who the hell this guy is and why yeah. I don't want to go Well, that's true. So, so they can stay game. But that's, you know, that's conventions. I think right. that's, mm-hmm. I think good conventions do that well to where they give you enough stuff to where you can. Well, and it's like with us. Keep hitting my mic every time I do that. <laughs> uh, it, it's like with us is that uh, we want to start doing, uh, you know, panels. Sure. Uh, yeah. We want to be uh, podcasting from the con. Uh, those are the things that we want to do. Now, some of the cons are are smaller and don't really have that kind of space, um, like Jason with the Maricopa. It's just you know, maybe might be able to get a little bit of a corner to try to do something, but. Um, he just doesn't have that setup. Sure. Um, but uh, you allowed us to, to podcast from your the, the hallway, which was actually rather good. I mean, yeah. it wasn't well traveled, so we didn't have a whole lot of interruptions, which right. was kind of cool. Um, but we were just off from the uh, the gaming room, so if we wanted to grab somebody, we could just kind of stroll in, grab somebody, hijack them, you know, bring them over, and it worked out well. Um, you know, but that's something that we're eventually going to start looking into uh, and preparing ourselves for um, is for the, the panel type stuff. Uh, Sawatin has asked us to, to do a panel. Cool. Um, so, you know, yeah. it's going to be interesting. And I, I think it's, it would still be cool, like, if there's one of the one of the media guests, we could do, like, a Con Air Radio Presents, right. blah, blah, blah. Sure. You know, and then actually have, like, ha- do a show interview them for half the show and then second half of the show have the, the audience come, come up talk. and cut the, like the audience yeah. go up and like ask questions this on is, air. And this is one of the things that, um, you know, to be honest, we got the, the theater is included in our building. Right. When I went, when I went to go talk to them, I'm like, well, can we take the chairs out? <laughs> and can we put gaming tables in there? Cause that was my first thought. Cause I was like, 
we will do and they're not you can't it's it's yeah a, they're, it's a, they're, 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 they're attached but then we started thinking about like um so panels have gone well at places like gen con i think and uh pax pax unplugged they did a tabletop gaming convention called pax unplugged mm -hmm. in philadelphia this year and they had a lot of panels and a lot of the panels are um you know they can they can go on the end of like how to get how to kickstart your game or there are game types like there's this game type called an 18xx game and they're economic games with trains and they they take a little bit to get into them mm. and so it's kind of a good panel we're going to try to have one where you know somebody somebody might be interested in going into this type of gaming and um but i think it's one of those things where we're going to have to kind of seed it because it's not like i think like the anime conventions and some of the phoenix comic-con type of you know the pop culture yeah. conventions a little bit easier because i can put a panel to where i come talk about theories of supernatural and, and or <laughs> yeah. like why and, fire and, and, right like people are going to come into wear, it yeah right and so uh, but you got to kind of i think you've got to bring that to the board gaming community but there are uh board game podcast and and um you know video stuff and all that is is really big in the board gaming community and there's a lot of them going on here in the valley um and so that's a thing uh, there's there's just a lot of stuff uh, that goes on that I think panels would work well for, but you just have to we're, we have to you have to do them mm -hmm. because like Maricopa Con hasn't done panels. I mean Phoenix Comic Con no, has yeah. some, but I don't even think Phoenix Comic Con has very many like tabletop game RPGs tend to have. Yeah. So you have like how to be a dungeon master or you know like how to how to you know, bring the most out of your players or how, how, like how this... to effectively kill your players within two sessions. There you go. As a DM, because yeah. It's a, yeah, because that's a skill, right? Like that's yeah. something that you're you have to actively pursue to get good at, and so a lot of them will go to panels. Whereas it's like board games, you know, we've thought about like the history. Um, you know, I do have uh, Hal I, I from uh, Fandom, Arizona Fandom. He's going to come and talk about the history of uh, gaming conventions uh, in the because there's been a bunch of them, and some yeah. of them have done really well, and some of them have failed. You know, there have been a few that were like three years and out. So my goal is like, I just want to do four years and out because I beat the three years. Because it's usually three years and out, right? Like, yeah. Like if you can't make it by three, you tend to just you know, fade away. Or something happens to you. And, well, if that's me, that case, I want to pull the people from uh, Leprechaun because that thing's been running for decades. Right, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's a mixed con. It's it's a right. it's not just not just gaming. No, but there's been yeah, but gaming's been yeah yeah. But so he's gonna come talk about like the history of game. Cause as I talk to people, they're like, oh, you remember, cause I'm, I'm kind of new into the gaming thing and, I, and uh, I don't remember some of these conventions. And so they're like, oh, you, you remember this convention. I'm like, I don't <laughs> no, remember. Not really. Doesn't I, I think it was like Phoenix Game Con. Do you, you remember that one, don't you? And I'm like, no, no. And so that, you know, that's the kind of, but I think panels and board games is something that we have to seed a little bit to make it, make it go off. But it has all the intersections of pop culture and, uh, you know, in media, like right, I said, yeah. we've, we've always thought, pod, well, why not do your podcast at the con? I don't, I don't see why not. Like, yeah. what, what is, that's what it's kind of, you know, it's, it, it's kind it's of designed of, for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know our that, first one was at the Phoenix convention, or Phoenix Comic Con. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. and they don't necessarily need, you know, some of it is like, well, well, it's, it's promotion somewhat, right? Like you bring the media and they talk about your thing, but I don't know that they need Maybe they do. I don't know. Do they still feel like they need? It, it honestly, it depends on the show. But where did you guys? Where did you guys podcast from? You just set up anywhere? Or Actually, just... no. We set up at Star Worldwide Network. Okay. When, so you did it at the. Yeah, at we, the, did, we did. We did it right at that booth. 
And there was tons of people walking by and asking, hey, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah, all 130,000 had to come by. <laughs> but I mean, Phoenix Phoenix Comic Fest could have a, a panel room that is just set up for podcast, right? Well, just, they actually yeah. did. Oh, did they? But uh, I turned around and I said, I'm not doing that again. Yeah, it, but it wasn't really a panel room. It was up on the third floor, kind of off in an alcove. So it wasn't like you could do it in front of your an audience or anything. Right. And they'd all sit on the floor right up in, yeah. in the hall. But, yeah, uh, but it was not something that uh, that impressed me very much, uh, and I I very much was planning on making a conversation to a few of the, the which I mean I I think it would be number one at, at least in Comic Fest's best interest, and this is this is me here. This is this is my own thing, where I was talking about having the different podcasts. You know, find out number one. Okay, this year we have Tim Curry. Tim Curry's probably one of the best best known for as Dr. Frankenfurter from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Who? And Clue. <laughs> and Clue. And Clue. And Clue. I have not a clue. But, uh, you know, our friends at uh, the Rocky Horror Podcast Show, why not reach out to Rocky Horror Podcast Show and Tim Curry and say, hey, we're going to do a focus, a spotlight panel. Why not have people who actually know about Rocky Horror Picture Show and have actually studied a lot about Tim Curry himself, do a podcast on stage in a panel room with Tim Curry and have them record it for their show. There's even more fuel because he was the original It. He yeah. Was the original, he uh, was the original It. And, Penny, Pennywise? And, yeah, Pennywise. And they can, they can talk about that stuff too. But it's like, okay... You know, we do we do a lot of conventions. Let's get a let's get a media star in here to talk about their con experience, which would be awesome to get uh, Alan Tudyk and Nathan Fillion. You know, if they you know if they do come back. Where are they from? Uh, from uh, Con Man. Con- yeah. Yes. Yeah. Con, yeah. Con, Man. con Man. They did that other thing too. What was uh, it? Uh, uh, fire Firebug. Fire. Firefly. Firefly. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's <laughs> called. But I mean, I think it would be great because. You know, you have to try to find a podcast that fills that that genre, and then get them to host the host it while doing a show. Here's what I would like to see Phoenix Comic Cons do to make a podcast flourish: put in a podcast coordinator yeah. and give us one room that this is podcast room only. Period. And then schedule the podcast <clears throat> and then help coordinate media guests with the podcast. Mm-hmm. So here comes uh, the Rocky Horror Picture or podcast. Let's put in Tim Curry for an hour. Here comes, you know, uh, who else we got? We have Star Trek people. Mm-hmm. Let's get a Star Trek podcast going and we bring in William Shatner. Um, our friend Tracy, mm-hmm. um, but doesn't that uh, William or uh, not, to, uh, not to be devil's William, advocate, yeah. but um, I would imagine that a lot of the celebrities, it, it's would have you have to work that into some of their contract, and they would have to pay because Which, they're there yeah. to work. They're there to work. They are. They're not but, coming there to to uh, you know, they're they're there to do a thing, and some well, of them, I mean, some of them like to do it. They some all of them do like their to own do it. spotlights anyway. So if they're already going to be doing a spotlight, why not have a podcast there to help that 
or yeah. to help the podcast. Sure. Or or even if even if they did it, you know, like movie junket style, where they had you know all the celebrities already sequestered in different areas, where every podcast can go ahead and go right down the line, 10, 15 minutes, just do a quick interview and splice it into a show. Sure. You know, if they did stuff like that, I think number one, it would get uh, get more of a an audience for not only that podcast but also for the convention itself correct because the mainstream media doesn't spend a lot i mean you see them there when mm-hmm. they're there but they're not there for well, they just do a drop in yeah it's like, yeah, it's like right okay here. we're here for an hour boom we're done let's get out sure uh but podcasts are there and yeah. we're geeks we're, we're there geeks. for the entire weekend sure yeah and this would be the way for internationally uh podcasts can get more renowned um the stars um people are like well where is so-and-so now you know you know it's oh well there's a podcast that says they just interviewed tim curry you know right now at phoenix comic-con on you know the rocky horror picture show or podcast yeah i mean it's there's there's several different ways it can be done it can be done no i i I, it it's just the uh i the logistics and the, the coordination, which, which yeah, it would be a nightmare. Yeah, and then somebody uh, would have to pr- like. So you can imagine this conversation in a boardroom where you're like, all right, well, you're, that sounds like a great idea, but you're gonna have to prove that that's going to be have a good return on investment, and you know that can't, some of you that can't stuff. prove it until you do it. Though. Well, that's yeah. true. Yeah, but <laughs> like, I can give all kinds that's of numbers a, that, yeah, that yeah. would say, oh that's yeah, a good way, podcasts, yeah. podcasts are exploding all over the world. That's great, 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 great. But that's that's how people say no to stuff. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's like you you want us to prove it. Give us an opportunity. Yeah, I mean it, it's it, it, right now podcasters are invited to Comic Cons um, as media to help promote and help push the stuff. Sure. Does Phoenix Comic Con need podcasters there? No. 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 Everyone knows that Phoenix Comic Con is coming at a specific date. They know what's going to be going on because ninety percent of the people that are there are addicted like cocaine addicts. To go to a Phoenix Comic Con or a live mm-hmm. Comic Con, so does it? Do they need to be there? No, but they're definitely not mainstream media. They are addicted because they. This is their their place. This is their home. Right. You know, so they're not going to walk walk in and walk out. You know, they're going to be there the entire time, letting everybody know, and you never know what you're going to see. Sure. So. You know, Channel Three can come down and walk through there in an hour, and boom, are gone. And then two hours after they're gone, someone shows up as, um, you know, like one of the guys in Overwatch, uh, yeah. Rein- Reinhardt, Reinhardt, a full size suit of Reinhardt walking through, which Phoenix has never really seen. They have had characters that have had elaborate suits that are tall, but we've never really seen the big, big. You know, guys that go wandering all the big in in all the big cons here in Phoenix. Yeah. So I mean, it, there's still a lot of opportunities nice. to be seen, but unfortunately, if you're just going to be one of the mainstream media's and you're in and out, you know, they're not going to catch it. But when do you guys when do you guys find out about your? So you you is there a process where you submit? There there is. I mean, we have to we have to submit. They they pretty much put out okay. If you want to try to get a media pass, here's your application. Fill it out. Send in a couple of uh, pretty much links to what you guys do. Sure. 
and then we'll get back to you. Right. And it's usually two months later, <laughs> or or it's like right before. And, and and I've tried to tell them on my end. And I says I understand they've heard what I've had to say, mm-hmm. but I try to tell them at my end. It says I have to plan two guys. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, and if I really want to be there, and you decide that we're not going to get a media pass, then I physically have to pay and limit my time there. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, because if, from the very first con, we the first con we drove, and we came from Mesa to, to Phoenix every day. Um, and then after that, I said, I'm tired of that. I'm getting a room in the Hyatt, <laughs> and it's been that way ever since. Sure. Uh, and actually, the best times have been for me is I physically got arrived the day before con mm-hmm. even started, and I'm relaxed. I'm set. I'm prepared. And I've even gone the extra route of getting the the balcony suite or balcony room. So uh, last year we had our podcast out on the balcony. Yeah, yeah. And, and we was, podcasted was four times during that con. But what, <laughs> what was and so what was your ac- access to um, the mainstream or the none. Slum? None, none, none. None whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. It, it was literally we we could go around the con floor if we were lucky we can get into panels um, early and get up, take pictures where other guests weren't allowed to, but not necessarily interact with any of the media guests other than waiting in line at their autograph. But even like working hands. outside of Comic-Con and, and going and to the direct. Standard. And see, that's the standard. Comic-Con's policies, and, and I see it's been a pretty much like a if you want to talk one. to Sh- If you want to talk to Shatner, uh, you got to talk to Shatner's people. i got to talk to Shatner's people, and it can't be done on uh, convention process so basically we have to flag them down at the hotel or get through contact to them at the hotel because they have a contract with yeah. him while he's at the convention right and they basically said he's ours don't talk right, right. right. Um, and, and that's tough for us and it does make it hard for us because the first couple of years that I was going to con I was running into these people at the hotel mm-hmm. you know and now I'm like I even if I do it with my mic in my hand or in my pocket, I technically cannot do it because if they find out that I do it, I'm out. Yeah. And I'm not going to jeopardize going to next year's con for screwing up on this sure. this year's con. So, but I did verify that through uh, uh, Phoenix Comic Con, Phoenix Comic Fest people, that if you can prearrange it, and it's not on Comic Con premises. They don't have a problem with it. Right, yeah. So now I've got to start to work in this elaborate system of, all right, now I've got to reach out to William Shatner's agent to see if I can borrow him for 15 minutes at the hotel before he goes running off or whatever. And it also depends on when they're flying in or when they're flying out. Oh, yeah. I want to get Will Wheaton. Just just putting that out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can kill two birds with one stone because his wife's yeah. going to be there, too. <laughs> yeah. So... You know, but you know, we can get an author and we can get a TV. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I would love to do that. And and you would think with the connections that we've made over the last few years, we should be able to arrange something like that. I mean, but unfortunately, you know, there are certain things that they just won't let us do. Yeah, uh, I would love to see you know what I had explained earlier, or someone let you know, and I'm and I'm dropping this as. Someone that Con Air Radio set up in the green room. <laughs> so as the celebrities are coming in, they can just kind of slow come over and talk to us for five, ten minutes. You know, non-rush, non-pushed, you know, on their own little thing. We talk to everybody. Yeah. Everybody. 
That, that would be awesome. It would be awesome. There goes my fantasies again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're, we're kind of running a little long, but we're I having fun. I noticed that. Yeah, <laughs> but we're having fun. Well, let's bring it back to Arizona Game Fruit. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. 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 You guys, God, there you go. You guys, are, you guys are more than welcome to, uh, to come and do your podcast oh, and thank do you. all your things there. Our guests are not maybe at the level of William Shatner. Hey, but you mean we can talk to your guests? You can talk to our guests. <laughs> Uh, as long as they they agree with it, we're fine with it. Yeah, um, three days later, we get a restraining order in the mail. <laughs> no. So so one, once again, uh, let's go ahead. Uh, what are the what are the dates and price points? Um, let me fill in just a couple other things. We're yeah. doing late night gaming, so we're gonna have there's a hotel or not a hotel. There's a, a restaurant right behind the convention center called the Oak Room. Mm-hmm. It opened this year. It's new. Mm-hmm. It was in a building. Uh, we're gonna do late night gaming there on Fridays and Saturday, Friday and Saturday. So at uh, the convention center is going to close at uh, 11, but they're going to stay open. Uh, they're going to open. Well, they're open anyways, but they're going to be open till 2 a.m. They have a, like a little banquet hall where you can game. So and they have good beer and good food. The mm-hmm. kitchen will stay open till uh, midnight, um, type type of thing. Uh, that's my cards are greasy. Yeah, <laughs> my cards are greasy. Um, so that's that's one thing that's going on. Um, that's the best time to purchase card protectors. Oh yay! <laughs> I know somebody that might. Be able to help you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the dates are uh, 9th, 10th, and 11th of February. Uh, the prices right now are a full badge is $45. Um, a day pass is $25. And then Sidekick is 5 bucks. So that's anybody under 12. Uh, you can just get them, get them in with a $5. We also have what we call a library patron uh, mm-hmm. badge. And what that is, it's $75. But all of the money goes to our library. So the entire seventy-five bucks goes to buying games, and so we're not we're not making any money on it. It goes to get games for the uh, and and we that's what we've been buying the newer games, uh, um, for the library with, yeah. with that kind of stuff. I thought so that meant my good. wife was going to be able to get in for free. She <laughs> <laughs> works for the library. There, there you go. Uh, well, yeah, the game the game library. Yeah. It's, uh, um, and and I know I I was actually on the website earlier today. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Thursday. Yes. Beforehand, early pickup. Yeah, we're gonna have uh, at the Oak Room. Uh, we're gonna have a happy hour starting at six six p.m. where you can come and get your bags. So they don't have to stand in line. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and drink. again, and drink. And they'll have uh, and and you can game. There's there's a uh, thing back there. We're also gonna have an escape room. So Dare to Escape uh, is coming in to do a. Uh, they're gonna be thirty minute escape rooms, and you can fit up to ten people in the escape room. And so you can get a bunch of your friends, and it's like I think it's like fifteen bucks a person. I've never done one of those. I've I've wanted to do one. I've never done one yet. They're really they're 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 really fun. They're kind of cool. But uh, this if you've never done one, a half hour one is probably a good because they're usually about an hour long, and um, they cost a lot. Like they they're about thirty bucks a. Mm -hmm. Basically, you dropped hints and clues how to how to get out. How to get out. Yeah. How to get out. Uh, And you you have to find it. Yeah. So it, it's pretty cool. Like they will give you hints if you're totally lost. Um, they like, they like have like somebody watching. I'd be totally lost trying to get into the room. Try, try <laughs> to room. Turn, the, turn the door handle either this to the left or the right. Yeah. I can't figure it out. Can't figure it out. <laughs> and I think that's there's um, I think that's most of it. There's on the website it has a bunch of yeah ArizonaGameFair.com. Um, we tried to put a lot more on the website so that uh, people can tell what's going on. And, um, there's a guest page and um, the schedule is up mm-hmm. so the way the schedule works is you uh, you can look at it now um, mm-hmm. we're gonna release it to the bat to people who have badges 
will be able to go in and digitally sign up for the games they want to play. So we're going to release that in a, in a week or so. Nice. Um, and uh, so that's a good reason to get your badge early because you'll you'll be, get the first picks of of the games. And we've got some uh, pretty good mix. We've got some tournaments. Uh, Imperial Outpost is running uh, some tournaments. They're a game store in in, uh, uh, in the North North Phoenix area. Um, games U is another game store. They're running a um, Legends of the Five Rings, which is a living card game. They're mm -hmm. doing a, a, a tournament. It's a ten dollar entry fee, but they have like prizes and so we've added tournaments. We've added we've tried to add a bunch of stuff. Um, no, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but nice. um, everything seems to be on 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 track uh, awesome. as it can be. So, so you said it's uh, February what third and fourth? You said. 9th, 10th, and 11th. 9th, 10th, 11th. I've got to try to schedule this way in advance so my boss will let me out. Uh, <laughs> Sunday, I can probably show up. <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty close to me. I can. I, this one, I think I can Uber in. Yeah, to there it, you so. go. I can, I actually, uh, it's decently close to the light rail. Yeah, it's, uh, oh, yeah, it's the very light rail nice runs place. right through uh, downtown Mesa there. Yeah. And yeah. So you can uh, you can jump on at the floor uh, right here. Uh, yeah, Tempe Transit Center, any pretty much anywhere online. So Emerald, and there's a bunch of cool. There's a bunch of really Mesa's kind of there's um, art, there's a art district. Here. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a, a a brew pub down there now. Eagle, uh, a Desert Eagle. Yeah, yeah, Desert Eagle, and um, uh, lots of cool restaurants. Republic and Banana, mm -hmm. where you can get uh, so good. It's a little off of the main strip there, but you just walk. A little ways, but I'm what you call a picky eater, so I'm, oh, I'm a I'm steak just... and potatoes type guy. Well, they might they might have a steak and potato. As long as it's not spicy. Steak and potato and potato. Oh, but there's boy. a pizza. There is a pizza place downtown. Queen. Uh, yeah, there's mm -hmm. so there's, yeah. Mesa's um, it, turned into a, a uh, it's a pretty happening. Yeah, place. it's just I, I I used to spend uh, second Fridays down there. Yeah, and I love going second Fridays, first Fridays. Uh, our uh, motorcycles on Main uh, Second Fridays are pretty much geek fest, so yeah. um, and they're usually themed. Sometimes they're and there's there's a comic book shop Gotham. Yep, Gotham. And then there's uh, the uh, hackerspace. The um, damn, I'm blanking on the name. There's a well, like a, a place where you can. Uh, Build things, and they have a three D. Well, there's a couple of places that recently closed down. There. No, this one's on. This one's still. It's a. Because the so, there was a little yeah. gaming type place, or not a gaming place, but like a, a like a nostalgia gaming. They used to have a pin, uh, uh, pinball machine up on the uh, inside in the front window oh, yeah. and stuff like that. I walked down there, I think the last not too long ago, and it was gone. So, I'm like, dang, I think it was uh, Game Pill or something like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But yeah, definitely, it, it's it's easy access, and there's a lot of stuff to do down there. So, I mean, even you know, if if you get tired of the game and inside the inside the con, the con, you can always just go around and yeah. The Marriott, the stuff. Marriott's right there. It, it hasn't sold out yet. Last year, it sold out, and it wasn't from us. It's just it's it's <laughs> February. <laughs> it's February in uh, um, you know in Arizona, and people are coming. So, but the I've I've not heard that they've sold out. So there's still rooms. There uh, are. Room uh, link, which is one hundred and forty nine dollars a night, closes the nineteenth. That's that's the deal that we have with them. Right. That closes okay. the nineteenth. If you do get a hotel room before that, before that, well, that's so what's the day that's going. So they so they got <laughs> so, so they got till Friday. Friday, I think the nineteenth is yeah. Friday. Yeah, you so get a free badge. So oh, you get a free cool. badge with. So you're almost. It's like you're paying hundred bucks for the room because we're going to comp you a badge. 
So you get one free badge if you if you get a hotel room. But that link is on the on the website oh, for the. Uh, but it, like I said, it's going to close soon. Yeah, um, two more nights. But yeah, that that hotel will that sell out. It just it always it always does because it's just uh, spring training. You know all the right, things that yeah. are going on. What's spring training again? Uh, football, football. Yeah. I think so. No, yeah. spring training is baseball. Base, baseball. 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 You guys baseball. like baseball? baseball? Oh, he's got the best baseball. I don't, fo- I don't follow his sports anymore anyway. <laughs> to be honest, I've gotten tired of sports. Because he, he thought it was Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you again. Yeah, thanks for having me out. It's great talking to you guys about conventions and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I can't, can't wait to come out and yeah. uh, see Arizona Game again. Fair. Mm-hmm. We'll geek out again, definitely. So when's the... When we have to go into our media passes, when are we gonna go? <laughs> oh yeah, we, well, we have to go online here and, and no, no, we'll just uh, we um, badges have ordered. We're doing plastic badges this year, so I'll just we'll work it out. Okay, awesome. Yeah. But you guys, yeah, you're on the list. Yeah, cool. we'll drop we'll drop the line. <laughs> all right, and uh, of course, uh, for all of our listeners, again, uh, make sure you do follow Conair Radio, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Instagram, Twitch, now on Twitch. Twitch. Yeah, let's see if this works. Uh, <laughs> yeah, on, on Twitch, make sure you look up Smash Tower. Smash Tower. Unfortunately, I didn't put it as a con. I put it as my gaming uh, model. So yeah, I, I like to use that. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's, that's me. Cool. Yeah, it's on his ring. Um, and of course, if you guys want to help us out, uh, make sure you do uh, go to our Patreon, Patreon. page. Help us out, donate a little bit, because uh, of course we want to get out to the different conventions. We want to make sure to uh, get to these conventions so we can report on them for you guys, because uh, you guys are the driving force when it comes to Con Air Radio, because we want to make sure we bring you the best experience that we can, so that way you guys have the best experience that you can. And we like the idea of doing this, this internationally, because we are listened to worldwide. We had a huge burst in Japan over the last week or so. Uh, the UK is very popular for us, so eventually we want to come to you yes. <laughs> and check out these little places. So we need to update our passports, by the way. <laughs> the yeah. Kong yeah. Air Radio World Tour. Yeah, that would be that awesome. would be awesome. Yes, except for Australia, that's that's a long flight, sixteen hours. That's hey, a beautiful hey, country. If somebody though. if somebody pays for me to go, I will uh, go. I will yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. All right, so. Uh, again, from all of us here at Con Air Radio for our tab and Haggard Haggard, we will see you at the con. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Where are you going? You're going to pick a fight. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed.